Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast with Jace Garcia and Jared Jones. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast, episode 15, I believe it is. Uh, we got a good episode for you today. We got a special guest calling in in a little bit. But before we get to that, let's talk about the fights that happened this weekend. Starting off the big fight, fight of the year candidate, Josh Taylor becomes unified super lightweight world champion as he wins a majority decision against Regis Prograce. Two judges scored the fight for Taylor. The other judge gave it a draw. Boy, was this a fight. This is a fun fight. Great fight. And, I, yeah, we, we said it last week. You got to tune in to watch, watch this, this fight. fight. Yeah. Yep. And it, just, it was close. Yeah, it very was. Close it was fight. very close fight. And this Taylor kid is a class act, man. I've liked the way he's conducted himself before the fight, during the fight, after the fight. He's a beast in the ring, and he's a, he's a good dude outside the ring. And pro grace too. This was this was a, these yeah. are classy individuals. They both fought well and fair and congratulated each other. And uh, saw a video of them embracing the day after and talking about you know what's next in their careers and in their lives. So yeah, class acts. Great fight too. Yeah, it was it was a phenomenal fight. And uh, this is a fight we need more. We've talked about it every time yeah. a unification belt comes up. Champions need to fight champions. There should be only one champion of a weight class, and this is what we got. There's only one world. Yeah, so now uh, Ramirez and Taylor are yes. the only ones left in that division. <laughs> yes. They got to fight. Please, can we get Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor in the ring together? That has to. And then Pro Grayson Hooker right have there, to. too. They, they got to fight there. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Let's have it, let's have it happen. Perfect. Also... Because that because that uh, Ramirez fight, yeah, yeah, I like that tournament yeah. style, the losers fight, the winners fight. Yeah, good call on Hooker. All right, uh, one thing going into this fight though, there was a lot of stuff going on with the what was it called, the World Boxing Super Series or whatever, and Regis Progress, how he didn't get paid or anything. I part of me wants to go conspiracy theory and say. The judges gave it to Taylor because of this and that. Oh, did you think Progress won the fight? No, but I feel like there's still something. I mean, uh, a draw. Sounds like something Progress fans would say, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. If you're a boxing fan, you understand boxing. Sometimes it goes one way or the other yeah. way in this fight. I wouldn't have been surprised if Progress won, but I was less surprised that Taylor won. Yeah. You know, I thought he won the fight. I had him, I had him scored to win the fight. 117-112. Uh, you were yeah. drunk. There's no way it was that far no. off. Progress won more than two rounds. Great fight. Something like that brings the conspiracy yeah. to me. So, yeah. I, I mean, a draw, I, I would have been oh, fine. Oh, that judge's scorecard. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. So, uh, seeing as how we've talked about it before, promotions and judges, that they like to go hand in hand together and yeah smooth smooth uh, smooth whatever they like to smooth yes that's the word i was looking for. 
Also this weekend, Shakur Stevenson won an Alphabet featherweight title by beating his girlfriend's brother, Joette Gonzalez, via unanimous decision. This fight was never close for me, and it's time for Stevenson to make the jump. The top five in that weight class, Leo Santa Cruz, Gary Russell Jr., Josh Warrington, Carl Frampton, and Oscar Valdez. I'd see any of those fights if Shakur Stevenson wants to fight any of those five guys. Was the top five on yeah. on box rec? Any one of those, but you're ready. Yeah, he definitely is. He he's been that young up and comer for a while now. He finally has a belt. Let's give him a real test. Not his girlfriend's brother. I mean, granted, <laughs> Gonzalez is he's a legit dude. He's legit, but <laughs> come on. Come on. You made it sound like the mailman was just (laughs) delivered a package and they were like, hey, you want to have a fight? (laughs) But but let's be real. Let's give him someone who's an actual test because that fight didn't look like an actual test for him. Yeah. And uh, I I, I don't know who else he could. Like, obviously, there's other champions in that division. I don't think he's there yet. He is still young. I mean... He does have some accolades to him. I, I How think, about Frampton? Yeah. That'd I be like good that one. fight. It's a veteran, a young guy on his way up. We don't know how much height is in one or how much depth is in the other. They, it's, a good, it's a good meeting point. Yep. I like Frampton out of those guys. Warrington is tough. They're both so young. You know, yeah. you don't want to pit them right away. Gary Russell Jr. is just such a tough fight for everybody. He's so fast. But yeah. uh, I like Frampton for Stevenson next. Yeah, I, I think... He does need to start showing off more, yeah. And I'm excited to see what this kid has. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's preview some of the fights this weekend. Starting off with the big one, uh, live on the zone from Vegas. We have the super fight as Canelo Alvarez moves up to light heavyweight to challenge WBO champ. Sergey Kovalev, this is a fight I'm excited for. Boy, this is just going to be awesome. This is a fight we've been talking about for quite some yeah. time. I think the winner should fight uh, Paterbiev and yeah. try to unify, of course. Um, great fight, man. Can't wait. Because Kovalev's bad. He's just a yeah. bad man, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm excited to see how Canelo looks going up in that weight. You know, I heard he might throw some body shots. <laughs> so look out for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then also the co-main event, uh, young up-and-comer. If you're, I guess, a teenager, you might recognize the name Ryan Garcia from YouTube. Uh but he is there taking on Romero Dunno. I don't know. I don't know, I don't who, know. This, who this guy is. But I mean, Ryan Garcia is a beast. He he knocks people into oblivion. So he looks like the real deal, but it kind of remains to be seen. Another guy who's I think ready to make the next step. Dunno's not a bad fighter. This is an elite guy, but uh Garcia's still gonna dominate. And um yeah. He needs to he needs to make the step. Also this weekend on the second, on DAZN, from Manchester, England, Katie Taylor challenges women's junior welterweight champion Christina Leonard Leonardo. 
Yeah, I don't know how to say that name. Yeah, me neither. She, she, uh, her numbers look good though. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep this girl. Her only loss, um, is is, uh, gave Katie Taylor her her biggest test thus far. So yeah. It looks like a decent matchup on paper, and I expect Katie Taylor to dominate as I expect her to in every one of her fights yeah. from now until she gets old or falls off or something. Something else crazy happens. It's her and Clarissa Shields right now yeah. as the top top female boxers that hopefully can bring more shine to the, like like this should be. I feel like this should be on the Canelo card. I don't know why it's not. Same night, also on the zone. It would make sense. Yeah. And I mean, it's just dividing viewership, you know? And yeah. gr granted, this is from England, so it's probably going to be earlier in the day. So you got a big day of fights ahead of you. But I mean, <clears throat> you look at the UFC, they have a full day of fights starting from seven different prelims. And, and no one's no one's watching from five o'clock all the way to yeah. two in the morning. So doesn't make sense. Yeah, it can get, shorter fights, shorter cards. Yeah, so uh, this is a solid fight. Uh, the the women get underrated so much. This should be the co-main event. Screw Ryan Garcia and I don't know this guy. That that should be co-main event. <laughs> co-main. Yeah. yeah. I gotta put in a call. Hey, what's up, John? Throwing jabs, fans live on the line. We have former amateur standout, light heavyweight contender, current announcer, trainer, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest minds in boxing on the planet Earth, John Iceman Scully. How you doing, Ice? I'm doing good, man. Hey, my host and I have been going back and forth about yep. something for months, something none of the people in boxing seem to agree on, and I want you to set the record straight for us. Not how you pronounce it, but he, uh, he just he calls him Viterbiev. Uh, but it's, yeah, so it's better be it. Better be it. Hey, thanks for your help, man. That's from the horse's mouth. What are you, uh, what are you working on? You got any shout-outs or plugs, man? Um, you know, I'm just, uh, just waiting. Well, we actually have a big amateur show Saturday. Uh, Willie Pep. Classic, which is a fourth annual uh, event. Um, it's Saturday night in South Windsor at a place called Manili's. It's like a banquet hall. Um, and we've got a team from uh, Toronto, Canada coming down, some very good fighters. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that the next thing for us is Saturday night. We, I've got, I believe we have three guys from, from the, my gym in Hartford. Our, not my gym, but our gym in Hartford. I, I believe we have three guys. And uh, so Saturday night, Manili's banquet hall in South Windsor is the... Uh, is the next event for me. Okay, hey, I'll be there, brother. Gates open at 7 o'clock, right? Yes, sir. Thanks again for your time, my man. Wait, 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 John. Oh. Before we yes. before we let you go, I got we got a segment on the show called Who You Got? And this weekend in the UFC, they're crowning a BMF, a bad motherfucker champion. Who in boxing right now is the baddest motherfucker? Who deserves the BMF belt in boxing? Who's the baddest dude? Yeah. Arthur, by far. All right. <laughs> okay. Let me just say something real quick. I actually got to go to a doctor's appointment. Let me tell you, I, uh, I, I bring all the sparring partners because we all stay in the same apartment complex. So I bring them all to the gym when I go. So I bring them to and from the gym and we talk. Every one of them for the last three and a half years 
says Arthur's the hardest puncher they've ever boxed with. And I'm talking guys, one guy weighed 215 pounds. Uh-huh. And he said Arthur, Arthur's the hardest puncher ever. But remember back you sick. Uh, the you know, the guy just moved up the heavyweight. Usyk said in his entire career, amateur pro, the hardest he ever got hit was by Arthur. And that was early in his that amateur was, career, right? They fought twice in the amateurs, right? Uh, twice, yeah. Arthur won one and, and, and Usyk won one. All right. Thanks for joining us, John. Uh, have fun at your doctor's appointment. <laughs> All right, sir. Thank you for having me. Talk to All you right. soon, brother. Bye-bye. <laughs> Alright, there we have it. Better BF. Better BF. Better BF. Alright. And uh as I was and saying And that's the answer to the BMF too. That's that's why I wanted to make yeah. sure I said it right. The answer okay. to that is better BF. That that's who you're going Baddest with? man. Okay. You know what? I'm going I, I, it's tough. I I d I don't wanna do this because of his boxing skills, but the bat, the baddest motherfucker in boxing to me has to be Deontay Wilder. I feel like every fight he goes into, how's he gonna beat this opponent? This is a tough fight. Why to take this fight? This, that, the other thing, and he always finds Knock a way. Somebody out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then this dude's. He's real. And he, He's and he yeah, person. well, you kind of have to say that because of the boxing skills. You say yeah. you don't want to say that because of the lack of boxing, but the lack yeah. of boxing skills is how you, you know, if, if Nate Diaz beat everybody by armbar, he wouldn't be, you know, he'd be a bad dude. Yeah. But he wouldn't be that guy you think of when you think that, you know, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Paterbiev, dude, walked through Vosdick. Oh, this also, was the guy that was supposed to. He, that's the dude that's going to beat Canelo. Yeah, bad but, man. But I respect Wilder as an answer. But also, I mean, looking at the UFC, the BMF belt, a lot of that has to do with outside the ring. And Deontay Wilder, he's good on the mic. This that talks a lot of crap. Yeah, Peturbiev, better Biev is. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He, We're bound to fall into that yeah, trap yeah. a few times. He he. He does this thing. He knocks people out. He's got this power, but he he isn't coming in the public eye and that stuff. And I mean, as a true boxer, yeah, I think he's a solid champ. But when you're talking baddest motherfucker, I think you got to have a little bit of that showmanship, a little bit of that WWE side, the talking trash and that stuff. Remember, remember uh, Jason from Friday the 13th? Yeah. He never said nothing. He never did. <laughs> <laughs> that's better be it, man. Yeah. He, he, cause that, that, that's the, the vibe I get from yeah. that dude is he doesn't want to do your interview. He doesn't have anything to say. He's just going to walk through a wall. If you put it in front of him, this is, that's, that's a bad man. And that, that guy we're talking to there is a whole life in boxing from a yeah. little kid came up through the amateurs, the brawl in Lowell, Massachusetts. He was the center point piece of that. This is somebody who's trained dozens of world champions or with, and he's, uh, he, when he says this is the strongest dude and this is the baddest dude, and I've seen some training videos um, through John of, of Arthur, he's, he, this, yeah. is next, this is a next level dude, man. 
Yeah, I mean, we saw it last fight, and I hope he does get these bigger fights, move on. So we are, so he does come in the public eye, and people are talking about him. Yeah. So uh, with all that being said, we we spoke about all the fights this weekend, even the UFC. We spoke about the fights that just happened. We got that nice little interview there from John Scully. Now, Jared, we are going to end the show like we always do, and hit me with that flurry. Um, I'm going to read an article published in the Sports Digest called Not to Reform. It's time. It's called Time to Reform the Not So Sweet Science by Joseph Lewandowski, a doctor. The recent and tragic post-fight deaths of Russian junior welterweight Maxim Dadashev and Argentinian super lightweight Hugo Santillian are almost certain to elicit a new round of calls to ban the sport of professional boxing. That is understandable, if misguided, response. Despite the rags-to-riches pop culture narrative surrounding the sport, the sweet science is a decidedly prosaic and working-class endeavor. Most boxing gyms accept all comers, require little or no fees, and provide basic equipment to gym members. Thus, unlike many organized sports, boxing presents virtually no economic or skill-specific entry barriers to participants. Got it? Thus, it is the sport that typically draws individuals, primarily men but also women, from impoverished regions across the globe because there's no skill barriers or economic barriers to getting involved. Yeah. Yet the financial rewards for even the more successful boxers are modest, and the hard truth is most professional boxers never make enough money to support themselves by boxing alone. So why do they box? The pursuit of pugilism is in fact the pursuit of social recognition, respect, and distinction in context of profound disrespect and marginalization. Man, this guy touched me, dude. He's talking about my program, you know? Yeah. Whew. Individuals do not join boxing gyms to fight their way out of such context, but instead to distinguish themselves in ways otherwise not readily available to them. Thus, rather than banning the sport, what is most urgently needed is a thorough set of reforms. He goes on to talk about boxers creating a union, um, shortening the number of rounds in the fights, and the mileage counter is what I call it. Use the CompuBox to tell me how many times these guys have been hit, Yeah, you know, how many powerful blows they're taking so that we can put it up to something other than themselves to get them out of the ring. Um, The advantages of such rule modification would be significant. First, it provides real-time public data for fight stoppages. In a sport where refusing to continue or quitting on the stool can mean the end of a career, it takes the decision to stop the ball out of the fighter's hands. What a great idea. Yeah. These are all like really good ideas. And the fact that we haven't done it yet, it just goes to show that most people are willing to sacrifice their morals if there's some kind of profit in it for them. And boxing, if they're not forced to take responsibility, most of them probably won't. 
Yeah, we we've talked a lot about on the show how uh, down the future it looks like if boxing doesn't make changes, mixed martial arts and UFC can eclipse it. But the one thing right now keeping it afloat, it, or at least in my opinion, is you make more in boxing if you're the top. Like the upper echelon makes more than the any or or I think in general they make more because UFC takes ninety percent of whatever the boxing the promoters work out the out elite fighters yeah well but, then we talked about that last week with the DAZN card that had yeah. no competitive fights until the main event they're paying those two guys all of the people on that card worked hard yeah to get there. And most of them completely marginalized. Like we, we compared it to double A baseball, where until you get to that high level that only 1% are going to get to, you're, you're suffering. And it's, and it's too brutal a sport for, yeah. uh, to not have some of these guidelines and precautions put into place. Yeah, and I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. Like at the beginning, he did with uh, – it doesn't cost anything to go to a gym. I mean, fighting is is free. But, yeah, going in, you don't have to buy. Most of the time you don't got to buy gloves or anything. Yeah. Just go there. They got it. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it, there is this being – there's something – there's a darkness with fighting, obviously, that uh, I, I think if you do – you can – get away with that you can get rid of that and if you try to legitimize it like everyone thinks yeah. like dark fighters are like mike tyson with face tattoos and yeah. that stuff and then they're, they're just thugs but if you legitimize it that becomes an actual like avenue for not people going through stuff or that stuff well and if you make that's what's going on with ufc right now like scrub scraps if you make a beginner's tier that's treatment based you use the fact that boxing is found more appealing to some of those other demographics that are a little less fortunate because of its availability. Use yeah. that to help those people. Why not? It yeah. seems to, to me, all, all of these things seem like no brainers to me. Um, and I've been fighting years to try to get something, some of these things instituted, even if it's just in my own program, just to be able to run it, you know, even if it's not USA boxing, amateur or professional boxing, you know, even if the WBA doesn't want to change its rules based on my suggestions, you know, at least allow me to run a program that's safer, that takes all of these precautions into mind and does it for the right reasons. Yeah, the another point I want to touch on from that flurry was the association, the like players association, how they have in the NBA, NFL, that stuff. Oh, union. Yeah, yeah. unionizing. But a, a thing, a downfall of that is that has been talked about for I don't know how long, forever now it seems like. But like, prom it, boxing is so promoter driven. And promoters think of themselves as whatever. Whenever that uh, uh, happens in the UFC too, fighters are getting cut for talking about unionizing and pro unions. Yeah. And uh, that that isn't how 
it should it's be tough because you have to get the whole thing done like underground you can't yeah. come out and talk about it publicly and you know and then also the fighters that are the lower tier fighters are the ones doing this and when you get cut or you get released because you're trying to unionize you don't make enough money as is well and it's to, not in the best interest of the elite fighters because yeah. of the wage gap yeah so a lot of problems with combat sports. <laughs> we'll solve them one at a time jace yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get our heads around this thing yeah uh but that's gonna be it for the show thank you guys for watching on facebook live thank you guys for listening on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever uh, make sure you, if you are listening, make sure you go to the Facebook and like us there to stay tuned to see when we go live. As well as make sure you follow the Twitter at Throwing Jabs. Thank you again to John Scully for calling in. Nice little interview there. And that's going to be it for the episode. Make sure you guys watch the fights this weekend. Make sure you watch my boy Canelo go up and cool. take on. That, that, that's just going to be a fun fight. Before he loses to better be Oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching. We hope to see you next time and take care.